and, and that fleshes out so much of like that knowing what your why is mm -hmm. fleshes out the things that I'm doing then, right? And I think right. that's what Smith's getting at, right? Yeah, okay, it's irreducibly complex in the classroom. Right. So then I need to be able to name and articulate. So this is why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Here's how it all holds yeah. together. Welcome to Hallway Conversations. We're a trio of educators who have plenty of questions about teaching and learning and school culture, and we believe in the value of collaboration and reflection as we seek to keep growing as teachers. So this podcast is our place for thinking out loud together about issues in education and why they might matter to Christian educators. Welcome to the conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hallway Conversations. My name is Matt Beamers. I'm Dave Boulder. I'm Abby DeGroat. As always, we want to thank you for allowing the three of us to be here with you, and we want to thank you for joining us in the hallway. We are good friends who love each other and love engaging each other in conversations about our practice, and our deep hope is that you are enriched and encouraged in your own work and maybe in your everyday walking around life. And while we have a long list of topics we want to talk about, we want to know what hallway conversations you'd like to hear. So if you have ideas or questions or feedback, simply email us at hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. That's hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. Dave, I am looking at you, and you are holding a book holding in a your book. hand, a book that we all love, yeah. um, written by David I. Smith, who I had the privilege of listening to um, last week, and I'm just wondering well, what yeah. you're about to do. So <laughs> I, I think... We're, we've talked a little bit about like what's the future of this show going to be, right, if we're going to keep yeah. doing this. And one of the things that we had played around with was uh, reading a piece of a text and then thinking out loud around that. So I figured, let's just try that once. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I grabbed uh, the book On Christian Teaching, Practicing Faith in the Classroom by David Smith. And we've mentioned this book before. Mm -hmm. I think podcast. I did a review on it, didn't yeah. I? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I love this book. I think I've read it five times now. <laughs> I, I would say between the three of us, it's, it it's might so be good. one of our favorite books. Yes. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And, and we highly recommend. We'll yeah. put a link in the show notes yeah. so you can check it out yourself. The chapter that I'm pulling this quote from uh, is titled Patterns That Matter. And what uh, Smith is doing in this chapter is trying to uncover some things about the way we conduct our work as teachers and, and what our pedagogy communicates. So um, the section that I'm going to read to you is just a short piece here. Uh, and the title in, in, of this section of the book is More Than One Thing is Happening When We Teach. Hmm. So here's what Smith says. When we teach, lots of things are happening at once. Despite our habit of talking as if teaching were just the moment when someone stands and explains something to someone, Teaching is irreducibly complex. Teaching is complex because human beings are complex, and to teach is to try to help human beings grow. As people interact around learning tasks, they come to them with a range of motivations, limitations, beliefs, feelings, fears, expectations, gifts, and weaknesses. How the learning unfolds is influenced by physical space, the layout of the furniture, sight lines, lighting, postures, and so on. It's also influenced by timing, pace, Silences, repetition, anticipation, beginnings, endings, promises, reminders. The identities and imaginations of the teacher and the learners come into play along with their attitudes toward each other, toward learning, toward the subject matter. Words, symbols, metaphors, and gestures weave particular webs of meaning around what goes on. Behaviors don't just happen. They're witnessed, interpreted, judged, and responded to. Ideas are not just explained or covered, they're accepted, contested, misread, recast, adapted, joined, isolated, cast aside, or applied. And through all of this, we glean a sense of what's going on, of what it means, and whether or how it matters. Thinking of teaching as basically explaining things is like thinking of a church service as basically singing things. 
it misses a huge amount of what matters. So I guess that's really the thing I'm wondering about and what I'd like to talk with you guys about today. What matters in, in teaching? That analogy when he says, like, hey, it's church service. We're going to sing. So it's basically about singing. Oh, teaching is like standing up in front and telling people things, right? Like, I think that's an, an apt analogy. A lot of times people think of that. But we know this, right? It's so much more complex. It's so much more nuanced than that. So what really matters when you're in the classroom? Abigail? <laughs> we're looking I, at each I, other. I, you know, I, I think we're looking at each other. I think we're looking at each other, even though no one can see this in a good way, because I, I honestly feel like we're taking this in, like we're yeah. taking this paragraph in. Like, it's so beautiful. And on the one hand, my my initial reaction, Dave, I have, I have so much respect for David Smith, and I love this book. I feel like there's not a word wasted. Yeah, I right. feel like we, we could do a series on this <laughs> on this paragraph, but but I'm left both inspired, in a beautiful way and and in a good way. I'm also like wow, like it just it reminds me how much goes into one fifty minute class. Right. Like it to for just for me to do it well or for our listeners mm -hmm. to do it well. Mm -hmm how much goes into it it is such a reminder for me that that teaching and we all know this is so much more than a, a set period of time that begins at the beginning right. of the day when the students arrive and ends up at, at the end of the yeah. day like i'm just thinking about all the patterns mm -hmm. um, all the patterns it's like a dance right like every step every movement matters like and then maybe that's overstating it but it, but I know for me, I'm just even thinking about like I teach a I teach a nine o'clock class on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and and thankfully the classroom is empty before before my sure. class. Yep. So I get there at, at most days 45 to 50 minutes ahead of time, yeah. and part of it is I'm I'm going you know I'm checking things to make th things make sure things are working. But but I'm I'm even there just imagining where I want to be at different times. What do how do you know like how do I want to greet them? What might my first words be? What might my ending words be? Like right. he talks about right the lighting, the mm -hmm. the timing. Um, you know like time it, of day. I teach time it, of day. I teach at two o'clock yeah. course on a Friday yeah. afternoon yeah. that has a very different vibe. Totally. Than right. a nine a.m. course, yeah. right? Yeah. Like and and how I'm different there mm. than I am at my eight o'clock course Absolutely. on Tuesday and Thursday morning. Yeah. And do you find like even the pacing? I, I appreciate oh. that he talks about like how we use time in the classroom, yes. right? The pacing yes. has to yeah. be different. If it's an eight a.m. course and they're our listeners, right? College students, I know it's a little different than K-12, but think about your first group of students first thing in the morning versus that class meeting right after lunch, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like, it yeah. makes and, a difference. And yeah. and where K, you know, especially elementary teachers place really essential subjects, right? Right, yes. Yeah. Yeah. How you structure your totally. day. If you have the same students way. all day, you... Yeah. Yeah. That, that idea, Matt, that you were saying, though, about, like, getting an imagination into that space yeah. even, right? Like when you're in the classroom, we, like I have my office, that's where I do a lot of my mm -hmm. work, right? Uh, but then I go into different classrooms. That's just yeah. how it works at the university yeah. level, right? And I think differently about when I had my classroom space when I was teaching middle yeah. school science. Yeah. And I can envision, okay, when this group of students comes in and here's how it's yeah. going to be and here's how it'll play out. And you spend a lot more time in that one mm -hmm. classroom space, right? And that shapes your teacher imagination 
in, yeah. in a way, I think, yeah. too. I guess that's one of the things I've been playing with a lot lately. And Smith, in other places in the book, talks about like our teaching imagination. Yeah. So that's mm -hmm. another idea. Um, but I, I try to help my students, future teachers, get into that kind of mindset, right? Yeah. Like they, they know what teachers do because they've been watching teachers at yeah. work for, they've had a long internship is the way I always say yeah. it, right? You've been watching teachers at work. But you don't think like a teacher. You don't have this teacher imagination yeah. yet. And, and so to try to help them understand that, right? Like one of my moves that I use in, in class, maybe I've shared this on the podcast before, I, I kind of do this move where I step out of myself, I like pause what I'm doing, I point out like, look at what this guy's doing. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm pointing next to me here, right? like, yeah. look what he's doing here. Why is he doing it like that? And, and let them have a little time at their tables to like talk about and try to like make sense of why I'm doing it. And I always tell them, there's a method to the madness, right? There's yeah. reasons why I do all these yeah. weird things. I'm not just standing up in front of you, waving my arms around and yeah. telling you things, right? Yeah. But to try to make that explicit, because I do believe that it all matters, like yeah. all these small decisions that I make every yeah. day. And I've read before, like teachers make 300 non-trivial decisions every day. Yeah. It's no wonder we are tired by the end yeah. of the day if you're yeah. making 300 non-trivial decisions. But all of those things matter, and they add up mm -hmm. to yeah. point us somewhere. Yeah. Totally. And I, and I think because they matter, I think is is you can feel the the weight of that at times, right? Yeah. Like you. You know, how you respond to a question can change a class like that. Like, like every, like, and you can feel that, right? As you're, and you're trying to, you're trying to get a certain vibe or culture in your classroom. And sometimes there's resistance to that. Sometimes there's acceptance to that. And then you're changing on the fly. What do I need to do to, to get them, to get this train down the track where it's, where I need it to go, and and you're just, and then you're having to make spontaneous decisions. Like you say, 300 non-traditional decisions in, in a class, and, and that's why I keep coming back to this idea, like, you know, the pa patterns that matter. I, I think you use the line, like, there's more than one thing happening right. in a classroom. If I think of, you know, a, a, maybe a teacher has 24, 26, 30 kids in a classroom, some probably have more than that. So there's more than one thing happening. Think about all the things happening in the life of every one of those students, even that's coming into your classroom, right? And I think, I think, and then you're trying to balance that and meet their, their learning needs. You're trying to meet them. You know, that's why it's way more than just explaining what's going on, right? You're trying to meet their physical needs, their emotional needs, like those types of things. They're tired. Some are, are well, and literally in the moment, right? In the like, moment. Like, I read body language and adjust yeah. instantaneously. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like... That's right. And that happens in real time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, like, you notice that students are starting to slump a little bit. Yes. So I'm going to crank up the exactly. energy then. Exactly. And or I'm going to switch up my discussion technique and have them get up and walk around. Right? right? Or I'm going to call on a certain student to bring in a perspective because I see that they're, I'm losing them. Mm -hmm. Right? Or... Mm -hmm. There's just a million ways that that happens. I was always amazed when I watched like kindergarten and grade one teachers, how they were constantly having to adapt to sort of like a young child being fidgety or their, you know, post lunch mm -hmm. versus first thing in the morning or, or a strategy's not working, like just all the tools that they would have to have in their toolbox to, and almost like every five minutes and I right? think I think that's what student teachers struggle with yeah. sometimes oh, yeah. because I've seen them like plow ahead mm -hmm. yeah. right with yeah. a plan right. 
oh. without attuning to right. what's in front of them because yeah. they just don't have practice yeah. to yeah. do that yet. Yeah. Oh, right? and that's so much of it, right? Yeah. Like this, this is, like we talk about your, your teaching practice, mm -hmm. and I, I joke about that, but it, it's no joke, right? Well, we do ten, practice. What is it, 10,000 hours that it takes? Yeah, that's what they right? say, to develop yep. expertise, expertise, right? How, how about for you, Abby, this idea of patterns that matter? Yeah. What sort of, can you share what's coming through? What, what do you yeah, think Yeah, I think for me in the last few years, a pattern that really matters is the storyline of the course. Mm. Right? Yeah. And and that's a Smith thing, yeah. too. Can you share a yeah. little bit what that is? For yeah, so, so being able to, to tie everything back to, like, an anchor point, right? So what yeah. are we doing here? Yeah. yeah. Right? Why does it like, matter? Why does it matter? And I've, I've told future teachers this for a long time and I started it in my own practice when I was teaching K-12, right? Like I can't get juniors to learn American Lit if I don't give them some reason for learning it. Sure. Right? That's a hard sell. Yeah, right. Sometimes, right? Yeah. Um, most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> I mean, there's a select few yeah. for whom it's yeah. not, yeah. Um, including me, but, yeah. but for a lot of them it is. Mm -hmm. And so thinking about why, what, What's the so I got in that habit early, but and I and I tell future teachers that a lot. You have to be, you have to know why, right? Right, and you have to be able to articulate that, and you have to make it relevant. Yeah. And I think for for me, I've really appreciated having that in my own classes too. So something that we can go back and anchor to all the time to kind of orient us. So like I have my ed psych, I teach intro to ed psych and I teach applied ed psych. I want one right. to freshmen, sophomores and one to seniors. Yeah. And how that kind of anchors is like in our intro to ed psych, um, kind of our goal in that class is to develop a vision of students, right? So we, we learn about development, we learn about learning theory, um, vision of our students that celebrates them for the complex learners that they were created yeah. to be. And so we go back to that time and time and time again. We talk about competing stories that that like kind of tell us no they're actually not complex they're actually lazy right, right. or they're actually this yeah. or you know yeah. what about this learning theory reflects that complexity how mm -hmm. can all of these learning theories together help us understand the complexity yeah. of human beings yeah. how does all of these developmental factors right and then in applied it's like we really talk about okay now that we know this and we've also learned a bunch about teaching mm -hmm. how do we live it out in mm -hmm. in our oh, yeah in our pedagogy. So how do we take all of that? Um, and our kind of tagline there is 1 John 3 verse um, 18. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and the truth, oh, right? Yeah. So how do we live out, and we talk about controlling beliefs versus professed beliefs, right? Mm. So what do we just profess, and what do we actually live out right. in our teaching? And how can our pedagogy match what we say we believe? Noticing that, that gap between what I say yes. I believe and what I'm actually doing. Yes, and, and, and we analyze over and over. It's classroom management. Right. What do we say we believe? How do we make sure our management practices mm -hmm. reflect that we believe that students have agency and responsibility? Yeah. Or do we just punish and mm -hmm. move on? Mm -hmm. Right? So I like, I like a storyline. I like a good yeah. anchor point. A why. And, and that fleshes out so much of it, like that knowing what your why is mm -hmm. fleshes out the things that I'm doing then, right? And I think right. that's what Smith's getting at, right? Yeah, okay, it's irreducibly complex in the classroom. Right. So then I need to be able to name and articulate. So this is why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Here's how it all holds yeah. together. Yeah, they, they need some, some hooks to hang things on, right? right. They yeah. need some... No, it makes me... Some order. 
you know, it makes me think sometimes, like I've used the example of, of walk around, you know, visit a school and just see what's on the walls and, you know, even look at their budget. Like if you do a school review, right. And, and, and tell them through, through that, what you think they value, what's most important, what's in the lobby when you walk into the school, right. What are, but, but I'm actually now going to put that on myself and I'm wondering, you know, like if, if Dave and Abby came and watched Matt Beamer's, what would you tell me that I value? Mm -hmm. um, what are my controlling beliefs or, you know, what profession, what am I professing to believe to be true yeah. by, through my pedagogy? Like, I'd be really curious now. Um, I'm a little nervous to actually have you do that, right? Because it yeah. just, does right. it align, right? Well, does it align? There's, there's never full No, absolutely. Right. I mean, we have right. to be gracious yes. with ourselves, and I understand that all the time. I totally yeah. understand that. Yeah. But it's, it's good food for thought, I think, for all of us as teachers, the three of us sitting here, um, you know, the teachers who are listening, maybe there's principals listening, you know, in terms of their leadership style is, is the things that we say we're on about or that our deep hope is for our, our learning community or yeah. our school, like are we modeling that through our, our actions, right, through our patterns? Mm -hmm. Like what, what are we showing the people around us? What patterns matter, right? And in my mind, there's certain patterns around community building, around grace, around honoring students as, you, you know, as the image bearers of God, of whole, high accountability and high support, um, hopefully a, a deep learning, but also a sense of playfulness. And yet, mm -hmm. do I do I model that? Like, do I model that, or or am I asking am I asking for a pattern um, that that it would be impossible actually to get to because I'm simply not living it out myself? Like mm -hmm. you talked about storyline, I'm thinking of my friend Daryl who who's big into storyline and teachers creating storylines. And, mm -hmm. and now I, I'm just remembering something he said is the storyline has to be, you have to live out of it. Mm -hmm. It has to be true right. for you. Like it, ha it actually has to be your storyline before it, you can put it, you know, bring it forward to the class in a sure. sense. And um, yeah, that's really, I'm a little nervous now. In a good way. I mean, yeah. Yeah. not in a good way. Yeah. Just, just it's, you've given me something to think about to say, what would people say who've never met Matt Beamers, you know, and say, oh, you value this? And I'd be like, that's exactly the opposite <laughs> of what I value. Or, or maybe it would show. So it has me wondering, though, and maybe this is the challenge for the three of us, but also mm -hmm. for yeah. any listeners, right? So find a trusted colleague, a right. trusted friend, yeah. and, like, do a classroom audit. Like, invite yeah. them to sit in. And yeah. I've sat in on both your yeah. classes at mm -hmm. points, right? And I invite yeah. you, like, people, we should yeah. normalize that. Yeah. And, I mean, it takes a level of confidence. And trust. You trust, for sure. And not like I'm trying to show off all my best moves here, no. but I'm just going to try to teach. Mm -hmm. This is my normal mm -hmm. lesson, right? Yeah. And, like, come a couple times, maybe. Yeah. And then, like, let's do this audit of my teaching prep. Like, am I yeah. doing what I say I'm doing? Yeah. Am I carrying out what I say yeah. I'm about? And yeah. is, is this really what matters, yeah. as Smith says? Why Why are you always standing in the front left? Or what are you avoiding in the back right? Yeah. Well, you know, like, right. where you stand mm -hmm. or, like, all like all of the, all of those things, right? Like how and you... that goes back to the complexity, yeah. Right, That's wait right. time and yeah. presence yeah. and oh, there's just a million things for sure. No, yeah. I, and I I guess I'm just the one thing I keep coming back to, guys, is just this one line that I'm also uh, not that I want to release it, but I keep looking at it on my page 
um, where Smith says to teach is to help human beings grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess I'm just feeling that's the privilege, the privilege of teaching. Yeah. Um, but I, in some ways, I'm thankful he didn't just use the word learn. Like mm-hmm. it's not, it's not just a learning right. of information. Right. Like we're helping them grow in every in every way to, right to become more fully who god has created them to be yeah to be fully alive in in god's story but again yeah. that's why those i think those patterns matter actually yeah. right and um the little the the little things we do in a classroom are are big things like you know whether it's standing at the door to greet them whether it's you know addressing them by name standing at the door when they're leaving whether it's expressing gratitude yeah. Um, for acknowledging yeah. the risk they take when they participate, like all of those types of thing, I think all get at helping them grow beyond just just the information. Amen. Yes. Friends, we know that your time is valuable, and we want to thank you for joining us today for another hallway conversation. So whether it's this day, this week, or this month, we hope the Lord gives you what you stand in need of. We want to thank you for the good God-delighting work that you're doing. So as you go into your week. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace and give you peace and give you peace. Amen. Have a good week, everyone, and thanks for listening. This podcast was quite literally dreamed up during one of our actual Hallway Conversations. Our music is by Ethan Mulder. Hallway Conversations is an independent podcast created and produced by Matt Beamers, Abby DeGroat, and Dave Mulder. Thanks for listening.